Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to In Focus here on the platform. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Leitrim takes an awful lot of slack from time to time for not having things to do in the county. But one group who are trying to make sure that the youth at least have plenty of activities to keep them occupied all through the week is Froiga. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Cyril Riley and Alan Judge of that very organisation for the next little while to talk about everything that Feroiga offers to teenagers and younger in Leitrim. Lads, welcome to the programme. Thanks a million, Bradley. Cheers, Bradley. Thanks for having us. Great to uh, be here. We've been talking about this for a while and we finally got a chance to sit down around a, a table and have a conversation about Feroiga. First of all, for those who might not be familiar, although I can't imagine there's too many in the county at this stage who haven't at least heard the term Feroiga, what exactly is it? Well, Feroiga is for as a whole, is a national youth organisation um, and it comprises of um, a number of specialised projects working with targeted young people, whether that's around education, whether it's around um, youth justice, whether it's around personal development and also we would um, incorporate our club piece, which is kind of youth clubs that would meet on a weekly basis and they would take place throughout the whole country. Um, and I suppose one of those projects that, that that's run is is our own project, the Longford uh, Leitrim Frogie Futures Project. And that is? Um, so the, the Frogie Futures Project, Longford Leitrim, um, comprises of four staff, myself, um, Club Development Officer and Jimmy Marr, which is our Senior Youth Officer, and Francis Sweeney, which is our Volunteer Coordinator, and Alan here, who is the Regional Youth Officer for Sligo Leitrim. Um, so I suppose it's it's funded through the Social Innovative Fund for Ireland, um, and it's we've been all together on, in, and in place since June of this year, and I suppose primarily what we're hoping to achieve is to develop the capacity of the communities, and how do we do that? So we're hoping to do that in, in, in two ways. One would be to bridge the gap um, for young people progressing on to further education and how do we do that we do that through um, the provision of our accredited courses um, and it's Jim, Jimmy that usually looks after that so he would set up and facilitate um, accredited courses throughout Longford and Leitrim that are running all the time for example it could be you know a Thailand course it could be personal development it could be CV preparation it could be driver theory tests so that's taking place all the time and they're all QQI they'd be all, they'd be all accredited courses yeah and then on the other side of it which would be primarily more of myself and Alan's role would be kind of the development of youth clubs and weekly clubs where young people can come and meet with their friends and engage in a pro-social setting. Let's finish off that core stuff before we get into the the meat of what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Where can people find out more about those courses and how they can get themselves on them? They can follow the Froggy Futures Project on Facebook, we're on Snapchat, we're on Instagram, um, you know we've we've been on some of the local radio stations, we're active on we are in the newspapers as well, like, but primarily, I suppose, for young people, um, Facebook is a great medium for, to get involved with. Like. And Snapchat, of course, for the, for the younger yeah. amongst us. I'm not familiar at all with Snapchat. I'm so not with the kids. Um, let's get on to the actual meat of what you do in those weekly youth clubs across the entire county. And Alan, I might turn to you for a second because this is your bread and butter. This is what you do uh, on a weekly basis. Talk to us about what a youth club looks like before we might maybe get into some of the specific locations, but what happens in Feroiga on a weekly basis? So like Cyril was saying there, our, our job is to help recruit, train and support adult volunteers who want to work with young people in, in their communities. So the idea is that they meet you know, between an hour, hour and a half, once a week that it is about engaging with the young people to um, to 
encourage them to participate in things within their community. So it's not just about providing that safe space for them to come down and recreate and meet with their friends, but it's about challenging them, uh, asking them to set expectations for themselves, to think about what they would like to achieve about you know in their club what they want to do together. So some clubs are very much around you know about that meeting piece. Some clubs spend their time just making hot chocolates and it's a social breakout. Other clubs are much more active in terms of what Faroga has to offer and a lot of clubs engage in community action projects. So again this is this is something that they can plan and organize together. So the whole idea of a Faroga club is that the the volunteers and young people work together. So it's not an us tell you what to do or, or an expectation of, of a babysitting service. That's that's far, far from what it, it, it is. So the young people and the adult volunteers work together to plan out events and then they know what they're doing for a timeline, for a timetable, for the, the school year, for the academic year, which is what the Faroga year is. So the kids actually get input into what they do. It's oh, not just a like school, you show up, we're doing this today. No, it's very much, the model is very much centred around young people and what young people want, and it's about challenging the young people. So some of them, you know, um, an example would be, uh, I went out to a group, met with a group, and we asked the young people to break up into little groups. We talked to the young people, we asked them, name some things that you'd like to do. One particular group uh, turned around and said, you know, they were trying to test us, trying to push us, as they do, which is normal teenage behaviour, and they said they wanted to go to the moon. So I said, no problem, lads. Next week, <laughs> I'll be out to and we'll work on something. So in the meantime, worked with the volunteers. We ended up getting track pumps for mountain bikes, a couple of bottles, and we ended up tying GoPros to the top of bottles and launching them up into the air. You know, so they got to learn about, um, you know, launching rockets. But it was from a, a, a throwaway comment that turned into something creative, constructive, and it actually piqued their interest. And like, as far as I know, they still from time to time go out and use the, the track pumps to send send bottle rockets up into the air. Yeah. Do you get a lot of that kind of... Because I, I, I can imagine the type of child or teenager, should I say, who's going to come out with a comment like that. And it's usually the sarcastic kind of, oh, I want to go to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's that's part part and parcel. Like, uh, you know, if, you, if, if Alan, the youth worker, reflected back on Alan, the young person, I'd find it like he, he was a cheeky sod too. So it's all about kind of understanding that, look, we were young ones too. It's about trying to... F- you know, trying to challenge those behaviours. So if somebody has an interest, it might have been shrouded in sarcasm, might have been shrouded in that that kind of cheeky veil, but it, it there was a genuine interest behind the comment and it was just about engaging with that and understanding that that's where it was and setting the pace. So, so like if, if the level that that young person wanted to engage in that was that and that was it, happy days. But if they realised then that there was science, technology, engineering behind that enterprise, then that might be something that might engage with them in school. It's something different. You know? Have you found that that kind of opportunity to go in and actually engage with children on that level where it's probably the first time in their lives that they've been asked their opinion on something or been asked to contribute because everything else, their parents have told them what to do, the teachers told them what to do, the sports coaches told them what to do, they've been shouted at every time they've stepped out of line. And that is a normal enough childhood in this country. Is it kind of nice to see kids actually kind of develop their own personal interests and really kind of blossom in terms of what their own passions are? Absolutely. As an organisation, we believe that everyone is unique and everyone brings something special to the table. So when we meet with them, it's it's about trying to see what they're see what they want. You know, um, when you give young people an opportunity to have their say, some of it is about testing testing boundaries which again is normal teenage behaviour, but then it's about encouraging them to kind of step beyond that, take responsibility, um, 
and to set that personal challenge that they can kind of achieve for themselves and see that they can achieve for themselves. And a lot of that is around the facilitation piece that the volunteers provide, which is, look, this is something we want to do. You guys go and organize it. They go out and do the activities. So it's like planning, doing, and then at the end of it, they review. And the review piece is really important, which is essentially what youth work is. And it's about getting the young people to see what they did and how they did it and what benefit that will have for them in the future. So things like problem solving, working together in groups, uh, identifying what challenges and barriers are and how they, un- how they themselves overcame them or how they themselves provided barriers you know, or, or, or um, created obstructions in terms of their own learning. Cyril, you mentioned that this has only been around since June of last year. You seem to have made phenomenal uh, progress in the last seven or eight months. Absolutely, Brefney. Thankfully, the level of interest there has been huge, and I suppose that's down to, I suppose, what we're setting out to achieve in that there's there's space available, There's the need is there for the educational courses, the need is there for young people to engage in you know youth clubs in their local area. So like that, we're encouraging all young people, all parents, um, throughout counties Longford and Leitrim to get involved, um, whether they want their young person to get involved in a club, whether um, them themselves would like to become an adult leader or whether they're interested in getting involved with um, our accredited courses. Um, so, yeah, look, thankfully, it's been, it's been going really, really well as well, you know. Yeah, just to say that the organisation itself has been on the go and has been in the counties since 1952. So as an organisation, we've been around a very long time. So we started off as Makra Natuha, uh, which is about meeting the needs of young people in rural communities. Then back in uh, 1981, we became Feroiga, or Development of Youth, which is essentially Is that where the name comes from? Because I always thought it was an amalgamation of Irish and English, that it was for youth. No, Ferbert Norwegian. It's, it's Ferbert short. Norwegian. Yeah. Okay. Shortened up for development of youth, yeah. So like the organisation has been on the go since then. We work with 55,000 young people. There's 5,500 volunteers. There's, um, uh, what is it, 600 clubs nationally. So it's like as an organisation, it's it's up there. It is, as we, as we say, the leading national youth organisation in the country. Now, I'm looking down through the goals and objectives of the organisation in your very, very nice little booklet that you've brought me this morning. To increase the number of Faroiga youth clubs from 23 to 43, it's almost doubling the number of groups in the two counties, Slig- or not Sligo, Longford and Leitrim. How is that going? Look, at it's, 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 it's going well so far um, in that, you know, essentially what we try to do, we try to map out, you know, we complete a community mapping exercise, we map out where, which areas in Longford and Leitrim have nothing. And how do we go about doing that? So we identify the area, then we get into the community. We identify what are the local enterprises there. Um, is there space for a youth club? Who are the key contacts in the area that we can get the word, word around? And how do we get adult leaders involved? So we're targeting schools. We're targeting um, parents' associations. You know, we're targeting you know, community groups if they're interested in setting up the club. Um, and from that, uh, we would hold our information evening. We get parents involved, we get young people to come along to information, tell them what it's all about, and then hopefully get our adult leaders' interest and get them trained up um, so we can open the youth club then as well to get them in. So Let's talk about some of the locations that are in County Leitrim at the moment. And looking down through the list, there's eight or ten already established, up and running, really good structures, and you're hoping to get another maybe five, six, seven mm-hmm. on top of that. Let's talk about some of the success stories and the older 
established clubs there have been a few around a long time as long as I can remember there's been one in Kiltard for example mm-hmm. talk to us about some of those really really good well established clubs well all the clubs that are still up and running and who I would have taken on two years ago as, as their RYO they're phenomenal they've been involved in the national organisation we've had one of the clubs in say Mohill for instance won our national um, youth citizenship award back about four years ago um, so you know and this is a small community group a small group of young people who actively kind of looked at their area thought about what was available to them uh, thought about how they wanted to recognise youth from their area so what they did is is um, commemorated a young person a young adult that had died on the Titanic there was no recognition of this young person and they got a, a, a bench made up and then launched it there in, in Mohill so when you drive by there on that bend that was actually put together ra- money raised information discovered by the the community the Froiga group in Mohill uh, you have Ballon Amore who's been on the go and they're very very um, again long and established last year they won again at the Citizenship Awards they won a bronze award at the Citizenship Award last year for their community action project on homelessness so they would have you know identified issues around homelessness um, raised awareness brought information to school and then they would have presented their findings and they would have uh, done a sleep out as well and then kind of reflected on that as an experience you have the likes of Carrie Gallen who's been on the hop for years as well again you know the, these these groups are community led they're led by volunteers some of the volunteers are still involved from when they were set up and others would have just recently taken them on so the the name and the group um, changes and year to year the, the kind of the, the personalities change but the appreciation for what Faroga can do for them is is massive Kiltahart again they have a massively active group this year but they're 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 a high energy group you know they absolutely love just just playing sports and getting you know getting that safe space to meet and hang out um and then you've got um all of the older clubs that have uh, become what we refer to as inactive so these would have been communities that would have had Faroiga clubs in the past such as such as Fina and um, so but the likes of the groups that have stepped away from the organisation it's just it's flow and ebb and what will happen is there somebody will come along there'll be a gulp of young people of age who hear about the organisation want to be part of the organisation and then the volunteers will come forward so it's a, it, you know as an organisation we've been there people are aware of who Faroiga is so they really want to engage and develop and, and and provide these opportunities that are available to the young people in those areas. You've drum sna. We have a very active uh, group there who are working with a group we have here in Carrick. Uh, the group in Carrick. There's two groups there uh, that work with young people uh, um, who are predominantly on the autism spectrum, but they they really engage at the moment what they're doing is doing a, an engagement project where the young people from two or three clubs come together and they meet and mingle and it's just about breaking down barriers and understanding you know you know understanding young people and where they're coming from so like that's a massive piece and a massive undertaking and this is all done voluntarily so unpaid volunteers are engaged in this and because they have a passion for working with young people they have a passion for their community or they have a vested interest in terms of their own young people so we would work with a lot of parents who would see that you know this is a chance and if if i want my young person to have a an opportunity in the organization then these are the these are the organizations i have to step through now some of those locations you named are quite big towns the likes of carrick and shannon balnamore you mentioned uh, mohull as well in terms of some of the areas in Leitrim 
don't have massive populations. It's rural um, regeneration is required all over the place, but it, we are seeing a drop in numbers living in rural areas. How small is too small for a Froga club? How many people do you need to make it viable? Four. Just four children? Four young people. Yeah, four young people can be what we refer to as a special interest group. And a special interest group is a group that will come together. They have the same structure, the same organization style as a regular Faroiga group, who we would suggest as a limit would be 30 for a, a well-established group that has the volunteers. Any more than that, and the opportunities diminish for each young person that's attending. So that's, that's the ideal number. But for young people, if they come together, so for instance, there is a book club that's after getting launched, and they have four members, and they, predominantly what they want to do is read books uh, I'm told they want to read history books because no matter how much books you read their history never stops so there's going to be loads to read and the other one is they're, they're, they absolutely love their, their fantasy books so a lot of conversations around Harry Potter have already been going on and these are 11 and 12 year olds that are just absolutely you know, they want to meet other young people with similar interests and you don't have to have a massive group to do that and Farogia provides these opportunities through these special interest groups. So like are that. those four from the same geographical region or are they dragged in from all over the place because of that interest? Uh, because it had interest, uh, it was advertised in the county of Leitrim and just a number of young people came forward during a registration and that's that's the force. So they actually go as far from Carrick out to Leitrim village and everything in between. And we've, we would have seen a, you know, a good rise in, of interest in actual interest clubs here in, in, I know particularly in my own area in, in Longford. And some of those interest clubs, I know Alan mentioned the book club, but we also have Lego clubs and we have chess clubs. Um, and I suppose they're really important for those young people that, you know, might be a little bit shy or, you know, maybe it takes a little bit longer for mixing with, with other young people. So given that interest, given that focus in the particular group makes it a little bit easier for them to adapt. And it also makes it a little bit easier for them, like you said, they're sharing their interests, interests with the young people. So I suppose we would have um, our general referral club where young people would come in, as Alan said, did sit down or whatever the activities may be during the day or during the night. Um, but for the interest clubs, like I said, um, it would appeal to those young people that may not be interested in going for the sole purpose of, of you know, meeting with Some young people. Some kids just and aren't socially minded exactly. or want their head stuck in a chessboard exactly. or a book or but, building Lego. But we'll notice in time that from, from their participation in that club, they will develop these skills, they'll develop their, their interpersonal skills and they'll form the friendships with the young people and then they can progress on into our older throwing clubs as well, so. It works, works really well. It's all pretty exciting ahead for most of our kids in the region. If there's a community, whether it's a group of kids or a group of parents or community activists who are interested in developing a club within any community in the county, what's the best way for them to get in touch and what's the best way for them to contact you and get more information? They can phone me, uh, they can phone Francis, they can phone Cyril, they can email us. Uh, they can stop us in the street if they find out what we look like. It's if the interest There's is there. There's got to be easier ways than that. You know. You've look, we, we have our look. We have our national website. Um, we have our Facebook pages as well. And you know yourself, Facebook is like like I mentioned before. Is it's a great medium for getting that 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 contact and that communication piece there as well. So look, they'll get us. Um, if they, if they search our names in, into Google, we'll we'll pop up there with with the Froggy Futures project. And just to remind people, the names of our, uh, for the two years, Cyril Riley and Alan Judge, uh, if you Google them with a bit of Faroiga stuck at the end of it, it should, you should find us. Excellent. So what, what is the future for Faroiga? What's, what's, what are you working on at the moment? What's the next stage? The next stage, I suppose, again, with, with, with the project in mind is like we're trying to develop the 
the communities are trying to enable you know both young and old people to become active in their own communities develop their, their capacity to to provide supports and to provide youth services for young people that may not have may not be engaged in youth services um i suppose we're trying to get young people um from a to b trying to support their development it's like climbing a tree you know they start off at the bottom they want to get to the top and um, whether it's they want to uh, get involved in the club whether they want to get you know an educational qualification whether they're just not sure as to what to do um while they're in school or after school come and meet with us engage in the project find out what your options are um and look at that's that's what we're trying to do in County Leitrim specifically, we've got the, the Leitrim Club, which has just launched their massive success already. They've they've reached capacity and, and they've had to turn away families at the moment. So if there are groups of people in that region who are interested in forming something like that's that's part and parcel of my job. That's what I'm there for. Cara Gallen, there is an interest in a first year group. And that, again, is about social uh, social interaction, a chance for them to come together, a chance for them to meet socially outside of school and to plan events for themselves because when they leave home a lot of the young people that go to that secondary school which is predominantly where they are, they have a massive catchment area and they're finding that this isolation that they have the only way that they are connecting with each other is through uh, internet through gaming, you know, through social media, and it's not that face-to-face piece, piece that they're actually after. And another piece that that came up for us in County Leitrim is an interest uh, to come back to our roots. So, Mark, there's there's young people that are too young to be part of Mockran of Firma, and I said earlier on that we used to be Mockran Atuha back in in the fifties, which was again about working with young people in rural communities. And uh, there is a group of young people who wish to. Um, be part of a, a Makra style, so a Makra Faroiga group that would engage in farm and understand the farm and, and then Makra uh, members who are volunteers would come in and help support those members and go through you know, go through the same process as every other val- volunteer we have. And look, can I, can I just mention maybe a little bit about Longford as well because the project being, being Longford Leitrim, um, that I suppose what Alan does here in Leitrim is what I will be doing and I'm doing in, in County Longford. Um, so look, we would have a number of clubs that's there established. Um, we would have our kind of centralised hub in the town, which would be known as the Attic. And from that, there's a number of clubs and programmes taking place there weekly. Um, from, from your junior clubs, from your chess clubs, we have, you know, we'd have cookery, horticulture clubs, um, chess clubs. We run our leadership programme there as well. Um, it's a very, very active, very, very vibrant place it's it's you know it's a purpose-built youth setting and then kind of more outside of Longford and more rurally we have some of our existing clubs would be you know Ballymahan would be Granard um, would be Balnamuck um, Drumlish clubs has been there for, for quite some time um, and like that some new areas of development that we, we would be targeting would be say Edgerstown would be Lanesborough would be Legan so again we're appealing for anybody that's in these areas that would be interested in getting involved with their community look at give me a shout or like down here give, give Alan a shout there as well Absolutely now just go back to the objectives and the goals of, of the organisation in this fantastic plan is to recruit 275 volunteers obviously spread across the two given the populations you're probably looking at getting somewhere in the region of 100 volunteers in County Leitrim um, how are we getting on with that? And, and if there's someone who there maybe who who doesn't realise or doesn't know if there's a group in their area, um, obviously they're not on the list we've mentioned, but maybe they want to just step forward and offer it and see what interest there mm-hmm. might be. Can one individual set a club up and see what interest is in the community, and what's the best way to do that? So, if people are interested in in um, 
promoting Faroe or being part of Faroe for themselves and individual. I'll come back to the to the other piece. But the, what I would suggest is they make contact with me and then I will go out of my way to help promote an information evening or get um, set out, kind of inform people of what Faroe is about because it's important that what people's expectations about Faroe or what Faroe can offer. So it's just about making sure that those are all lined up. Contact me. That's part and parcel of my job. In terms of the volunteer recruitment, so we're trying to create again another another 10, 10 to fifteen clubs over the space of kind of two years, and we're already very close to those numbers. So, because uh, I cover two regions, I cover Sligo and Leitrim. I have over three hundred volunteers between the two regions, and over a third of them are in are in uh, Leitrim. So it's not um, in terms of of targets. It's not. That's not what drives us. What drives us are the opportunities for young people, and it's it's getting our young people to engage in the opportunities that Faroe the organisation provides for them. Yeah, I'm just looking at the list of, of places, and there's loads of regions that aren't on your list, like Sabella mm-hmm. Naglera, Glenfarren, Ahawillan, Drumriley, and there's plenty, plenty more that would probably have the numbers if the facility existed. It's kind of chicken and egg, but it just needs someone to put the hand up and say, Do you know what, I want to step up and, and maybe give up a couple hours a week of my time so that the kids in the region, the teenagers in the region, have somewhere safe, comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, that they want to be for at least a couple hours a week. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming in, and it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you for taking the time to come down from, bit, yep. for yourselves. Cheers, um, And it's been great. And uh, like I said during the thing, if anyone's interested in getting involved, if you Google Faroiga, you'll find the lads' contact details. It's how I got yeah. in touch with them. Faroiga Futures. Narrow, narrow it down a bit more even better folks uh, you can check them out on online anywhere you want and get in touch Alan and Cyril or their colleagues Francis and Jimmy and they will be able to help you with all that you might need that of course is in focus for today I will be back tomorrow with the what's on guide for what is happening around the county for the next seven days talk to you then